Live from the Old Church Concert Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. A uh, long time ago, uh, when I was in college, I, one of my teachers told me a quote that said, like, you can fight ignorance with a passport and a book. And I didn't know the meaning of that until years later. Um, in the power of that quote. So when I was in Venezuela, I was in a volunteering activity with, it wasn't my church exactly, but I volunteered with many organizations. I met a guy from Cuba. He was, he was in a special program uh, in Venezuela. He, he's a dentist, so he was in a special program. And it was funny because my family, my parents, met him first, and they told me, like, hey, there's a great guy with his new in the church and he needs some friends. And I said, like, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, you have to meet him. Yeah, mom, yeah. So, you know, it, uh, like never was interest, but interested. But, you know, uh, faith is unbreakable. So in this activity, uh, I met him. I mean, we met each other. He has a really good voice. He's a singer. So I was like, I appreciate music. And I was like, oh, who's, who's this guy? Cool. And then we were working together and we introduced each other and we click. We really click each other. And we, uh, we made a friendship. And I remember when we got some confidence, he started to uh, talk to me about how was Cuba. Because they, they're not allowed to talk about that in Venezuela, in, in the program that we had, he had. So, uh, so he told me a lot of things like, wow, for me was pretty sad, pretty bad to hear all those things that can happen because I used to live in a bubble. So a uh, couple of years after, uh, he decided to escape from that program. So the moment that he decided to escape from that program, he's, uh, he became the enemy of Cuba. He considered enemy. So my family, we protect him. We, he moved with us and uh, he gave him protection. And at some point, he was so sad, concerned, because his family was facing bad uh, situations in Cuba, and he's not allowed to come back. So I felt like his sadness and his concern, and I offered to maybe go to Cuba and try to help at some point. And uh, well, we bought some supplies. I told my dad that, look, um, this is what happened, and it's Yes, sure. My dad never worried about it. Like, yeah, let's buy five tickets and they buy, buy whatever you need and let's keep it. And we bought essential things like shampoo, soap, toothpaste, things that for us is incredible, you know, it's basic. Uh, also some clothes that we get some donations and electronics and things that, everything that we could really give. And even though Cuba wasn't in my list, of countries to visit. But since I met him, I was like, okay, I wanna go. I wanna see that by myself, see another thing that I used to, that I used to it. And, uh, and also I can travel, I love traveling, so it's a good excuse to go. And I did it, so I went to Cuba. Uh, at the beginning, when I got to the airport, it was kind of traumatic because it was the first time that I traveled to a communist country. So, Everything is different. 
Uh, when I got there, uh, everything is the military on the airport, no officers, no, everything is military, the guns, and by that moment, I haven't lived that in my country. Now it's normal, <laughs> unfortunately. But uh, the moment was, wow, kind of shock. Uh, when I got the immigration to do everything, my passport and everything, they asked me a lot of questions. I was a red flag for them because I was kind of young, traveling first time with a bunch of dollars in cash, four bags, full of things, mm, this is weird. So they sent me to the room, they start to ask questions so bad, and I was just really kind of scared because it took me a long time, they asked a lot of questions, I told, I don't know, I mean, they need to control everything, they were staying, my friend's family uh, reserved all the hostel for me, but I didn't know where I was going because I was supposed to meet them outside and then go, and. I told them, hey, he's waiting for me. Unfortunately, Cuba has five airports. I knew by that time. I arrived for the, another airport. My, my friend's family was in another one. So when the officer went outside, there's no one here, so it was worse. They almost sent me back to Venezuela. At the end, I could get in. I met my friends. It was super nice. Uh, they lived three hours from the capital, from the Havana. So we would travel over there, uh, and when I arrived, uh, their, their hostel, it was a neighbor. All the neighbors and family were waiting for me. And for me, it was kind of shocking because I'm not used to it, to that kind of attention. They treated me like I was from the family royal or something like that. <laughs> they were amazing. And that fridge definitely changed my life because that was the first time that I traveled in not just to like normal tourists in the beach with a beer and you know, the pretty thing. I saw the reality, I saw the pretty thing, I saw the reality, I saw the bad thing. I get, could get involved in uh, the culture, Cuban culture. And I could see what my friend told me and so much more. So it was really a kind of roller coaster experience because I had fun. Uh, but also it was some stressful moments. And I saw a lot of poverty, so much poverty, uh, a lot of misery, a lot of need from the people, but also I saw, and I could live like uh, how wealthy they are as a humanity. Uh, some people that they don't have anything to offer, they gave me what they had. And I really was, uh, appreciate that, value that because uh, that told me a lot about them. And of course, I tried to give them as much as I can. I met a bunch of people. And I remember one of my experiences was in the Havana. First, um, I just was walking around. Go to Cuba is like a travel in the time machine, but to the past. Now, so it was interesting, all the old buildings and the old cars. I was just walking around, and a good-looking guy approached me, and he told me, like, a, He's like, what's up, bro? I was like, hey, yeah, hi, good. And he told me, like, ah, what are you looking for? Uh, just walking around, I don't know. He told me, like, uh, uh, okay, uh, 20 bucks for everything that you want to do. He was like, what? He was pointing my pants. He was like, my zipper maybe is down. Or... <laughs> I, I was, this is real? Yeah, I mean, are you down or not? Yes, it was like a, 
Well, I never had to pay for it, but <laughs> uh, I told him, uh, wait, wait, wait a minute, let's calm down first. And I was curious about it because it was the first time that I got offered, you know? But I was curious not about the service. I was curious about what they, uh, that, why they, they did that. So I was to ask questions like, what are you doing this? I mean, what is this about? So then I just, so we walk and I go through a lot of questions. He, he's an engineer, he's married. He had a kid, and I was, of course, like, a, I need to know more. So at the beginning, I thought I was like, he just wants easy money. I mean, it's disgusting. But then, when I started to ask, it kind of changed my mind. Because, for example, he told me as an engineer, he, his uh, minimum wage per month, it was $12. And I was in Cuba. I saw the cost of living in Cuba. A pair of shoes is costing like 80 bucks. So how many months do you have to work with no eating and, or paying other things to buy a pair of shoes? And that kind of blows my mind because he didn't do this because for fun or for easy money, he for, because he had some need to, to supply. And that shocked me. I met his wife and his wife did the same. It was kind of, oh my God, that was so new for me. No, but I changed my mind. Um, another experience that I lived that was so stressful, uh, as a tourist, I'm not allowed to go some areas, and also I'm not allowed to get in the same car with Cuban citizens. I had to drive my car as a tourist and everything. So I, we went to, my friend's family took me to Varadero, which is a beautiful place, tourist, touristic place. And they have checkpoints on the streets, and uh, they say, uh, like, just to check where are you going and everything. And when they got a checkpoint, my friend's mom told me, like, do not speak, which is impossible for me. <laughs> do not speak. So the, the guards said, like, oh, check and everything. And, oh, where are you going? No, we got to part of that. And he saw something like a weird, you know, where is your people or something like that. And he asked me something I don't remember, and I spoke in Cuban accent, which is horrible. <laughs> and the guy immediately, like, What's going on here? And my friend's mom said, like, oh no, he's, he, he's coming from Venezuela. He's living there for a couple of years. He lost his accent. And we left. But I was so scared because I, I could go deported and they can go to, to the jail. So that was so meaningful for me. So when I came back to Venezuela for that trip, of course, I came with a different uh, mind. And I felt like, okay, this is not going to get, my conscience is not going to get to that point. We used to it to live another thing, another thing. But unfortunately, I was wrong. Two years later, I couldn't come back to Cuba because all the airlines left from my country, the international airlines, so we don't have flight tickets to fly to Cuba. We, don't have, we didn't have supplies to buy to Cuba, like soap, toothpaste, essential things. And that shocked me because I was, uh, I realized how lucky I was, or how blessed I was. We had to travel to Aruba, which is a tiny island, 25 minutes from my city, in another country, to enough for, for enjoy the beaches. Well, we did, but the purpose, it was buy groceries. I mean, pay five, my dad paid five tickets in, in dollars to buy just groceries in our bags. There wasn't souvenirs or no, only food, groceries. It was incredible. And after that, uh, we started in Venezuela the big 
wave of protests against the dictatorship, and I was part of that because I saw the other reality. And I was living in that moment shortage. And I saw what was the future. So I was protesting so hard for my country, fighting for my country with my sister and a bunch of people. And after all the disaster, people unfortunately dead and everything, we were considered enemy of the country, as saying, as saying my, 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 my friend. So that shocked me. That was so hard. They started to chasing me. They started to warning me, my family, uh, persecution. And I had to wait for my life. This literally, I had to escape. Um, but always, I say, when I came here to US, uh, besides, I was amazed to live in the you know US. Uh, I usually do it with another mindset to learn. No, let's just enjoy the beauty part or the Disney. Or just enjoy about the culture, enjoy about the reasons, the economy. Beyond that, only be tourist. And since then, I just. Been here living, and I decide definitely just to keep fighting my ignorance reading a book while I'm traveling. 